Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. watch streamer right now um it is funny that he yeah it somehow somehow got into he i guess saying he got into a killer mic is the wrong way to say it right no what happened was why would you get is, into a fight with anybody whose first name is killer <laughs> come on don't be don't be russell wilson corny um <laughs> no that that shit it totally manufactured drama between Kai Sinet and Killer Mike, right? Like, Kai didn't know who Killer Mike was um, and wanted Travis Scott to win because obviously, bro, right? Like, Travis Scott is like God to these young niggas, right? Yeah. And Kai is... Oh, it was who you were talking about. Yeah. Like, who is this? <laughs> who is this? Uh, Joe Budden got fucking pissed though right i don't i don't know i feel like even that is a bit manufactured even that is a bit manufactured (laughs) all right all right i didn't know you was standing for aubrey (laughs) no i just thought it's a meme just say fuck joe button it it is and it always has been uh the industry started that meme a long fucking time ago with it i love that meme I'm not offended that fucking Kai Sinet has never fucking listened to Killer Mike, right? Um, I think it's cool that Killer Mike was like, hey, yo, I'll invite the young nigga out. We could, we could have dinner. Uh, we'll chop it up. I think it's cool that he mentioned my name because guess what? Now all of Kai Sinet's little fans who didn't know Killer Mike was was going to go listen to Killer Mike and try and figure out why he beat Travis Scott for the Grammy. Ooh, la, la. Ooh, ooh, la, la. And I have to agree with Joe Budden on the fact that uh, whoever thought that having fucking Travis Scott and um, Playboy Cardi, right? That Fiend shit. Listen, Fiend is uh, hype. Spider-Verse movie soundtrack. Metro Boomin. Uh, Yeah, Travis. uh, No, but I'm talking about at the Grammy performance, Uh, right? They had Travis Scott and Playboy Cardi perform Fiend at the Grammys with people in suits that they really think they was going to get to rage into Travis Scott. That seems a little wild to me. I don't know who was in charge of, you know, providing the talent arrangements. Killer Mike take the Grammy. The sweep. Atlanta is a sweep. It's a sweep, baby. And uh, uh, that was an odd choice. This one, hip hop was ratinum. If you did, Killer Mike would be platinum. <laughs> he retweeted those lyrics. Hey, listen, I mean, what can I say? It was a sweep. A well deserved. Killer Mike is a legend. Uh, yeah, and I and, think. And more than just hip hop. I think uh, it is a well-deserved championship ring. I was happy to see it. The album was phenomenal. Um, to all you young heads who haven't so had a chance to go. This, this certifies as a championship ring. Hit the drop. With three in the bottom of ninth inning to become the world champion yet again. Anything's possible. Anything's possible. 
and they need some really big rings. They need some really nice things. Better be coming with no strings. Better. I definitely recommend y'all go check that shit out uh, from start to finish. Every the album, the album title, Michael. Yes, that's yeah. Michael was a banger. It is an album to be enjoyed as an album. Yes. Which, which those are becoming rarer and rarer in the age of playlist, right? Which is why you know I think Kai and some of the younger viewers were expecting Travis and them to take that home because when you look at the streaming numbers right like that's who you see at the top you don't really see like killer mike and then like people it's it seems odd to them because people haven't been talking about the album was, consistently was andre like nominated for a grammy? huh was andre nominated for a grammy <laughs> for his flute album <laughs> but, I tried to make a rap album, I swear, but the words just wouldn't come out. <laughs> I saw a video of Russ just recently talking about how his grandstand tour to continue to put himself on a pedestal above all these other mainstream new age streaming rappers, right? Uh, he was talking about having his label audited for their reports of his streaming numbers right because what he's claiming is a lot of these labels are faking their artist streams right uh and I, I don't necessarily no i don't think anybody would argue that there are definitely labels out here um maybe doing some form of payola to astroturf excitement about people's i it was that one year uh youtube music did a wrap up and drake made it into my uh top 10 listens with that fucking trash ass uh deep house album that he did right and i was like i didn't play this shit youtube y'all tried to force me to listen to this shit right so i think there is a certain amount of that that is true um i don't know if you can actually audit your label and have them uh, cross-reference to see if they're reporting the actual number of real, genuine streams versus, like, bot streams. Oh, look, it's a Budweiser commercial. But... Clydesdales. Snow. Clydesdales working hard. Guy with mustache and hat. There's a dog and a Clydesdale. Do you and think... delivering beer. And that... everybody in a rustic bar is happy. Looks like a Budweiser ad. Do you think that astroturfing streams is part of the reason why people see shit like Travis Scott running numbers on Spotify, but then getting quote unquote snubbed for Grammys. Quality of art does not equal number of streams. Obviously, right? But that's not what I'm saying. Uh, like the, the Grammys aren't necessarily a quality of art competition either. Like, let's be real, if that was the case, then all those times they've nominated Beyonce, as Jay-Z pointed out, she, she would have won, won a Grammy. Kind of like Kendrick as right. well. So three album of the year nominations now? Right. So what I'm saying here is, is are they wrong though? Right? Like even though we can acknowledge the fact that yeah some of those streaming numbers are probably a bit of payola astroturfing right with the amount of attention that these albums seem to be getting genuinely right um are they wrong for saying that travis scott should have been the contender i think there needs to be another award show for them 
for them or do we just need to revamp award shows, right? Because like, the Grammys don't earn uh, and what, haven't what's, been... What's, what do we call someone between like an adult and a, and a teen? The I'm of legal drinking age awards? Because you, they're not people. We already had the people. Because the they're awards. not people. Because they're not people. Boom! That's the check. I'm of legal drinking age awards. That's trash. That's trash. This is so their opinions don't matter because they can be easily marketed to. They don't have objective taste on what's good and what's not. I don't know. Ask the uh, GOP. <laughs> You're deflecting. You're deflecting. Is it working? So what you're saying is something can't be popular oh, and also be. Now. So what you're saying is something can't be popular and also objectively be good art. No, I'm not saying that because Happy was a number one hit in the fucking America, and that song is trash. <laughs> it, it, it made Pharrell the fucking millionaire. It's like no, Pharrell was already a millionaire before that, right? But I mean, listen. He's he's comfortable now. He don't have to worry about Usher grabbing his wife at the halftime show. Which album do you think Kendrick was robbed more for for album of the year? Is it Butterfly or Damn? He was nominated for both, and he was robbed for both. The correct answer is Good Kid, Mad City. He was. I don't think he was nominated for album of the year. No, he wasn't. But my my point is, is the correct answer is Good Kid, Mad City. To Pimp a Butterfly, though, probably is his Do the Right Thing, right? Yeah, that's his most, I think, important album. I think Damn is his most artistically ambitious album. Mm, I argue that's still Good Kid, Mad City. Every album he's done is extremely artistically ambitious. I feel like... Damn is probably the album that will like you know be forever be on Walmart shelves and will get passed around in like college textbooks and stuff like that. Damn also but, has the best meme cover. Yeah, and it's got the meme cover right, so it is probably Apparently the one. Only, like I don't see many people just responding to comments with Kendrick just being like, "Damn." Well, because it's it had its time. It's came. It's went. Um, it's not the super hot fly reaction meme. It is, it's solidified its space in pop culture history, right? I would say kind of like, kind of like The Last Supper, right? And Vitruvian Man or Mona Lisa. Yeah, so if, if Damn is The Last Supper, then To Pimp a Butterfly is the Mona Lisa. But I will argue that neither one of those were Da Vinci's most ambitious works of art. Right. I'm pretty sure the first airplane was that. <laughs> yeah, that Which, guy tried to make a flying machine. He also tried to make a submarine um, and like a fucking tank, right? So. Da Vinci to, was Italian Edison. To my Ooh, point. Say that's five times fast. If you go back and listen again to Good Kid Mad City, right? When I I feel like the narrative, the storytelling, the thematic elements, the way Kendrick tied that all, that is the reason why we knew Kendrick could do To Pimp a Butterfly. We know Kendrick can do Damn because of how good Good Kid Mad City Tell was. you to kick the watch and then ask you for what time it is. Take your Jason, then tell you to kick it where the Foot Locker is. Oh, God, that was one of the hardest lines I ever heard. Like, you know, how, you know how we rag on uh, American Idiot becoming like a Broadway stage play? Yeah. 
Good Kid, Mad City could be a fucking Broadway stage play, it's and they to would be a short film, and they would have to change nothing about it. They, like it, it's supposed to be a short, short film. Like it, it's the al- the full title of the album is Good Kid, Mad City, a short film by Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. The last one that has the awkward title it that I can't the remember. the cinematic nature of Kendrick Lamar. And that's that set the precedent that all of his albums are supposed to be listened to front to back. Um, I actually and argue, back to front. argue that Section 80 did that. Um, but it's... Section, you're right. I mean, Section 80 is, is an indie album. So, I mean, like... And it's kind of like an indie college film, right? So I always remember Section 80, but, like, I don't think of that as his first studio album. You know what I mean? I I guess that's fair, but I still feel like that it shouldn't be excluded because it's also some of, I feel like, Kendrick's best work. Not to say that anything is... His song was on it, so... Not to say that anything has fallen off as far as Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, right? Uh, which I feel like was... I have to listen to that album more. Missing from Grammy conversation this year, right? Uh, but I kind of... I mean, it might have been a little too blackety-black-black for the Grammys, or it might have been too early for this year's Grammy consideration and too late for last year's. I don't know how that works um, or the timeline of that. Uh, I do... <laughs> have to say that I'm surprised that you niggas being you no fuck you no fuck me no fuck me wasn't on songs (laughs) for the year listen I mean you want to talk about some narratives buddy that thing was a whole exploration of of the English language black emotional like intelligence and communication and growth and development and struggle and that Kendrick generation that, that, Kendrick yeah, and that album he's, was actually the reason that I wanted to get TK on this podcast for the first time because of that one song I actually went and I asked him and I was like so this is a curious question and you seem like the perfect person to ask which do you feel like more has shaped your view on the world and perception of other people towards you. And I asked TK this. The fact that you are gay or the fact that you are black? And he was like, that's a really fucking good question. And like, he gave me some like really long answer. And I think it was- Well, I mean, did you think you were gonna get a short response for that? I was gonna get a short answer, but I I can't remember exactly what he said, but he's just like, it's a, that's a really nuanced and type of question I'm really gonna have to like think through because it was like a mind-blowing question there's a whole lot to unpack with Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers um I think that's part of the reason why it didn't have what people feel like or what people were saying is the replayability that a lot of people get out of these the first albums. albums first four albums well i'm tying it back into like travis scott and drake right his contemporaries um i feel like the reason why mr morale and the big steppers doesn't fit into those same conversations is because it's not the same kind of fucking album that the, yeah, the niggas are making there, there's right there's no like Travis Scott and heard everywhere off of Mr. Morale the big step every Drake album that has come out in the last like fucking 
decade has felt like a playlist, right? That's why even Drake himself contemplated with no longer calling them albums because they are more like playlists. They, they, you can... And He's like, here's a bunch of shit I made recently. And I'm not saying this in a disrespectful way. And I, when I say disrespectful, like I'm not trying to disregard the artistry that is Drake or Travis Scott. But a lot of their shit can be put on and forgot about. You said it and forget it. And yep. you can tune back in. Drake has great dispensary music hey you can tune back in but it, it, that's why most def said this nigga makes shopping music bro like you don't have to listen to a drake album to actually listen to a drake album and that's not a bad thing right when that's what you're aiming for like drake isn't aiming for telling comparative nar- narratives that aren't about the struggles of the girls he's dating at but, the moment you know, <laughs> something that gets a shot a mom's head to bob while she's shopping in coles <laughs> while he's talking about the girl ruining their trip to the bahamas <laughs> and it's actually rihanna <laughs> yo oh man What's the what's what's crazy? Uh, what's well, Niners just took the lead with a minute fifty three left, so that means the Chiefs are gonna win. <laughs> oh man! Uh, watch, watch me be right. Watch me be right. No, we've already said that. That's what the Chiefs have done. Uh, that, that's yeah. the script. That's what. That's the, the script. The Chiefs have. That's what the Chiefs have done. They've held it tight throughout the entire season, and then they pull through Roger at the last Dallas minute. Like, all right, guys. Now, follow the script. We had Triple H write this for us, so we know it's compelling. Speaking of, speaking of, I don't think, oh, I get, no, we did talk about Vince McMahon. We did talk about Vince. Yeah. It's uh, all going downhill for Vince. However, it's all going uphill for the flood with Doc and Ziggy. And once again, a shout out to our Patreons, Enraged Peacock and the Devil that went down to Georgia. So there really is only, uh, for me, two memorable commercials, and only one of them is good. The other is memorable for all the wrong reasons. And that's the dystopian-ass potato ad. Yeah, no, I, I I mean, other than the Paramount Plus ad, I haven't seen any that really, like, stuck out in my head and made me go, ha, that was great. Uh, Starry tried it with Ice Spice. They were like, ha, look, see, we're hip, and we're not just Sierra Mist repackaged. Right? No, we're... It's literally Sierra Mist repackaged. So, can you tell me, does Sprite have, like, superpowers? That McDonald's Sprite, though, right? Yeah, I, I hear all of these, like... Here? Some, have you some, never had McDonald's Sprite? Memes. I don't understand the McDonald's soda Sprite. And I also don't understand the, uh, the, like... How the fuck uh, the do The soda you... remix machines? Apparently those are a meme. <laughs> yeah, so... How do you be in McDonald's all the time? And what do you? What kind of soda do you get when Dr. you go Pepper to? Dr. Pepper the Coke. Yes, they taste like crap. You've never, so you've never had McDonald's Sprite before. I don't think so. What the fuck, dog? Like, are you that hardline dedicated to like? I like what I like, and I don't. <laughs> the fuck? Dr. Pepper is an elixir of God. <laughs> Dr. Pepper is good. And Fountain Coca-Cola is like not McDonald's Fountain Coca-Cola. Fountain, also, I would enough, I will Domino's argue bottled Coke. I, no, I will argue 
that fountain Coca-Cola is always better than bottled Coca-Cola, but I if if you have to get bottled Coca-Cola, glass bottled Coca-Cola is phenomenally for better some reason, than Domino's bottles of Coke taste different, and I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's the crack. It is it's the fentanyl. It's they're putting fentanyl in the Coca-Cola. Right? That's another drug I've gotten casual advertisements for. Fentanyl. fentanyl. <laughs> That's listen. Uh, you need to stay off of them China. You need to stay off of Timu. All right. <laughs> I don't know what in your algorithm has got them advertising fentanyl to you. But... Oh, I'm totally trolling at this point. <laughs> but apparently now the Chiefs are in field goal range. Tie the game. <laughs> Going in overtime. You know, if this was like the Celtics in the finals, I would be talking way more and a lot more screaming. I mean, we already said this uh, Super Bowl is drier than my mom's any the, the Thanksgiving. Mom I was going to say any Thanksgiving leftovers you guys may be attempting to pull out Do of you, the freezer. You saw that picture was so sad. That of, I sent you. Of your mom's salmon? Yeah. Um, the phrase, your mom's salmon. I, that's <laughs> why I tried to avoid saying it that way. If yeah. you remember, I said, the salmon that my mother cooked. Yeah, I saw the picture of your mom's salmon. Your mom's dry <laughs> ass salmon. <laughs> Definitely needs some seasoning. The sauce looked like it was photoshopped on. <laughs> She's been taking uh, Seminex. <laughs> What's that, that bad dragon lube <laughs> Can't believe it's not butter. Oh. So I watched, uh, so the other movies I watched, I watched Ready Player One for the first time. I still haven't seen that. I read the book. I got halfway through the book and I was just like, this is a bunch of fan service. Um, I'm not... I wasn't I wasn't a fan of Ready Player One. It was Don't a little shoot me. fan servicey, and it was. I, yeah, I heard the movie was much worse than the book was, and if you read the book, it is like it does start to feel a little while like that is why the book was written, so the author could just be like, yeah, you remember you remember Pac Man? I remember Pac Man. Yeah, like, <laughs> it, it it was very much a Spielberg movie. Um, and that's what I expected and kind of hoped for when I hit it on. I was just like, can I just have like a good Steven Spielberg? Like, I could almost see like roller coaster. Hold on. Taylor count at four. Yeah, it does kind of feel like Ernest Klein wrote that book with the idea in mind that the movie would be directed by Spielberg. <laughs> I mean, so and V for Vendetta, which I've always said, uh, the book is strictly better. I've rewatched the movie. I haven't read the book in a very long time, but I can tell you it still, in fact, turns the movie into a love story and that it's extremely disappointing. Uh, and it makes sense considering Alan Moore was not associated with the project at all, which also doesn't surprise me considering Alan Moore literally worships a snake deity. <sighs> I just finished Paradox Bound, the book I was telling y'all, if y'all remember, this is probably a couple of months back now, uh, by the better Klein, Peter Kleins. Um, and it's the book where the young man travels back through American history, not through time, through American history in search for the physical manifestation of the American dream to... Oh, that's just George Washington. <laughs> 
No, the book was... Uh, but he had to look for George Washington because he isn't real. The book was actually really good. Um, I recommend it. If it, it, it is kind of like Back to the Future, but without Doc Brown and replace it with a woman named Harriet. And instead of a DeLorean, they drive like a old Ford Model T. It, it was it's pretty good i um, mean the end had a twist that i'm not gonna spoil but i totally didn't see coming which was pretty surprising um but considering the book was about time travel paradoxes and stuff like that uh also very well done if you should have next leveled everybody and gotten a uh a one-way mirror for her suite are you suggesting that they're pulling a um astros and they've been pulling in Astros this entire time. Based on the bracelet that uh, Taylor is wearing, then uh, Kelsey knows what kind of uh, <laughs> play to make. Is that where we're going with this? No, I was thinking more along the lines of just, because like I said, I mean, Travis and her have to be annoyed <laughs> with this at this point. Like at this point, they have to be annoyed by it. Well, I mean, if they're, you know, totally not in on is. it. I'm sure at least Travis is. Oh, yeah. And she's like, come on. It's fun. Like, you know, she's probably having Like, his fun reaction on February 1st, when the New York Times published the article. And saying the field the goal was good. And he was like, yeah, y'all y'all really threw me to the wolves there. So it looks like at this point of recording, we will be going into overtime. Overtime for a very not exciting football game. Dry. Drier than the Mojave Desert. Drier than... My mom's salmon. <laughs> I was going to say than Elon Musk's shower. Break. Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates.